When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chases Sarah Coit down the wicket, and she is bold. Oh boy. Busby is stopped. She's out. She's out. She's been stumped by Emma Maddox Jeeves. Can you believe this? Three balls to come. Three to win. Two for a tie. It's Wilson. He faces Coit. And she hits it hard. It's off the rails. Out again. Can you believe this? Can you believe it? That is ricochet off the outstretched hand of Sarah Coit. Well, now she's hit again on the pads, and she's out! Oh, she's out! This is extraordinary. Three wickets and one run. This is the last ball of the match. It's Coit to Mashangwe, and she hits it hard. It's up to mid-off. It's a single, and it won't be enough. The Tigers have won it. They've gone back-to-back. Can you believe that? It was, as far as extraordinary conclusions... Mm to tournaments go in any sport. Beautiful theatre. It's one of the most extraordinary conclusions mm. you will ever see in your life. It was the final of the WNCL, Tassie playing South Australia. They had it in the palm of their hand, South, South Australia. Four mm-hmm. runs they needed in the last over with five wickets in hand. It's all over. It's all over. It is a procession. Mm. Oh, for the I South... wouldn't say that. No, it, it, is. Was, it is. It wasn't a procession. No, it is supposed... You've still got to get them. It's a procession, Keith. Mm. It, 99.5% of the time, when that is the case, you are winning the game of cricket. Not on Tasmania's watch. Not when Elise Villani is part of the Tasmanians. <laughs> she made a ton to get oh, him into the position. she would, would rate it as a procession. It was extraordinary what we saw take place in the <laughs> final over of that thrilling match. And one of the all-time greats of the Australian women's game has been good enough to join us. Hey, Elise, congratulations to you and your team. How many times have you watched that last over? <laughs> <laughs> Only the ones, but I tell you what, it was very, very stressful to be a part of. And uh, yeah, look, I thought we were going for all money, that's for sure. So, well, uh, just on, on that, because on. Andy yep. was trying to rate it, and I'm thinking, well, surely you still think, you know, you're in with a no. fighting chance. You, no, you, you just got, haven't got a lot to defend, but you're going to. Did you actually think that, ah, oh, we cooked here, this is a procession, as Andy described it? They, they, they... Well, I mean, when you're coming into the last over and. You know, you've only got six balls, they only need four runs, three for a super over, and they've got five wickets in the sheds. I mean, yeah, you, you're not thinking that's going to happen. You think you need a bit of a miracle there, and that's what we had. So what did you do? T- take us inside the thought process. You've got the veteran with the mm. ball in her hand in the final over. What what was your, what were your, with the plans that you set for that last over, what were your, what were your plans? Well, we just basically kept talking every ball about what, Coity wanted to bowl, what field she needed, how we thought we were going to sneak a single. Um, we just wanted to sort of take it as deep as possible, to be honest. But I don't think um, I don't think anyone sort of saw saw that coming. Um, and we just sort of spoke about Coity's best ball was was good enough. So um, yeah, just 
the way that she executed that was one thing to have that plan but she um executed it all brilliantly as well and everyone remained pretty calm so um yeah it was um <laughs> it was a very very stressful day something i don't want to live through again um but very happy that we got away with it so when you you're there like at what point did you all of a sudden go hang exactly. on a second <laughs> yes. we might actually be a sneaky chance was it after the first couple of deliveries when did it kick in that that uh, all of a sudden you you felt like you you might pull off a miracle I, re- I reckon it was probably around the, the run-out when Wilson hit it straight back to Coity and um, Coity deflected that and got Wellow out. I thought, well, we're in here, we're into the bowlers. Um, and I, I actually thought, we can get this to a super over. And then I back us in with Ozel Lee in the super over. Mm. So that was sort of the mindset I was thinking, all right, how are we going to get this to a super over? And then in, on the final delivery, obviously got the wicket on the fifth ball. So I just sort of spoke to the group about... We've got to get the ball in the hands. So, so first off, you know, we want to take it to at least a super over. So out in the field, I thought they were, you know, going to probably hit it to the leg side. We had no mid-wicket. I thought they were probably going to, to go there and, and look for the two. Um, so, yeah, just sort of spoke about remaining calm in that moment. But, um, yeah, luckily enough, they only just got single and it was um, could have been even more stressful. So I'm glad that it finished right. then and there. So the run out of uh, Sarah Coit's bowling where she put the hand out and deflected – did she mean that? It, it looked, for all of us watching, it looked like she actually tried to deflect that ball back onto the stumps. Is she claiming that? No, she absolutely meant that. And Nicola Carey, I think, was at mid-on as well. And, um, you know, yesterday when we were sort of reminiscing around it, Nick was like, to Cordy, like, mate, if you hadn't have got that, that like, I was already starting to chase after that, and that absolutely would have been four runs. So, um, no, she, yeah, she did mean it. Um and, yeah, she's just so cool, calm and collected. But she told me on the last ball, I was like, what are you bowling here? And she goes, we're going to win. We're, we're going to the win. <laughs> and I was like, all right, mate. <laughs> I even wanted to put the keeper back. And she she was like, no, I want her up. Keep her up. I was like, all right, mate. I haven't seen you. Yeah. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you move that fast for about five years when you picked that ball up and ran into the stumps. <laughs> well, there was no way I was letting go of that ball unless I absolutely had to because I thought I've seen so many you know, times in the past where people have fumbled it or the throw under pressure and um, then that's when the opposition gets through for a second. So I, I was starting the run and if I had to release it, then I was going to. But, um, yeah, luckily they just settled for the one. Yep. And, and what about your own form? 110 off 126. You've had three centuries in the past four, games. four innings. Yep. Uh, extraordinary uh, rich vein of form you're in. Is there some secret behind what you're going through now? It's a beautiful feeling when you're in this type of form, I'd imagine. Yeah, it is. It's, um, you know, there's there's so many highs and lows in elite sports. So when you've got the rub of the green, I guess you're just looking to hold on to it for as long as possible. But I remember speaking to the coach, Jude Coleman, during the week, and I sort of thought, I said to her, I was like, like I really hope I'm not out of runs because this is when it's going to matter the most. And, um, you know, I felt like I had a couple of good scores and I just thought there's no point getting them then and then sort of not managing to, you know, get, get any runs in the final. But, um, yeah, look, it, it's been nice, I think, of just been really present at the crease and um, I, you know, I've had a bit of luck as well. Sometimes it, it doesn't go your way as a batter. You can be in really good nick and not get any runs and other times as I said, you get the rub of the green and when that happens, you just got to hold on to that for as long as possible. Are you playing with any freedom at the moment? You, you know, you've I know you've, you've still got aspirations to play for the national team. You know, there was the WPL auction, all this sort of stuff that were big, really big picture stuff that was in front of you. Are you are you playing with a bit of freedom now? And is that being reflected in what we're seeing on the score sheet? 
Oh, look, I, I feel like I've been in a pretty good place um, all season in the in the one day stuff. But um, as I said, like sometimes you can feel in really good form, but you're just out of luck with the runs. So for a couple of weeks before, I guess I made that first hundred against South Australia, I felt like I was hitting the ball as well as I ever had. But um, yeah, it doesn't always result in runs. But I, I guess the the secret for our team is that I've got you know immense sort of. Um, like I'm just very happy with where the team is at and I feel like if, if someone fails, someone else will step up. We've got tremendous depth in the squad. So, you know, you sort of saw that with Naomi Stolenberg. She hasn't batted as much as, um, you know, she probably would have liked. Lizelle Lee and Nicola Carey have been unbelievable for us. So, um, you know, it's it's much easier to go out there and bat when you know you've got a, you know, a huge um, batting lineup behind you to come. So that, that gives you the freedom to go out there and stick to your processes and understand that if it's not your day, then hopefully it's someone else's in the lineup. And the fact that uh, you're not with the girls when they're winning their their third consecutive world title speaks volumes for the, the depth of uh, Australian really cricket. Does. Andy was talking about, he can't think of a team that's been more successful. I think, our, the, I think the Australian women's team, Elise, I think it's our best sporting team ever. I can't think of one that's... <laughs> dominated, you know, its sport on a global scale for for longer uh, than, than this team? Yeah, look, they're in, you know, they're a remarkable team and there's been so many people that have been a part of it over so many years as well. And I think you're absolutely right. The, the depth in Australian cricket is pretty phenomenal at the moment. And, you know, I could easily name sort of another 10 to 15 players that, you know, could be playing at that next level and fit right in. So I guess that's a testament to where domestic cricket is in Australia at the moment, that everyone keeps pushing everyone to, to new levels and um, it just allows for sustainable success um, at that next level. And there's been yes, yeah, so many people a part of that Australian journey, but absolutely it's um, pretty inspiring to, to see um, just how well the Australian women's cricket team is going. And were you, up, were you watching it? Did you, did you tune in? Look, I've got to be honest, I was pretty exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> So I was recovering last night. I think I was asleep by 8pm. 8, 8 <laughs> yeah, understandable. Well, well done on all of your contribution to the national team and hopefully there's more to come. Obviously, uh, we, we thank you for that. But uh, to be part of that WNCL final on the weekend and to close it out in the um, in the manner you did, that, that will not be forgotten for a long time to come. Uh, to you and your teammates, well played. Uh, thanks for coming on for a bit of a chat. Thanks very much for having me. Good on you. Elise Villani who's been a superstar of Australian cricket for so long. And, ah, brilliant. Uh, it was remarkable stuff. Uh, they started to crank it up here, the English, uh, under uh, Brendan McCallum. Not quite maniac sort of baseball type stuff at the moment. Close. Uh, it's getting there. They're number 27 and they're starting to roll along here. Crawley 18 off 24, Duck at 9 off 17. So they're starting to just free themselves up a little bit here. Uh, they've got about six or seven overs to go. And they're just oh, swashbuckling. Duck has just hit one over the rope for six, I think. Yep. Yep. He's hit a six. So it's away. They're away. It is uh, It is staggering mm. to watch. Well, he's had 18 balls, faced 18 <laughs> balls, so it's time to open up. Most teams, Keith, with a whole day to go, <laughs> would be playing for stumps here. Just time. Just let's keep 10 mm. in the shed for tomorrow. Uh, get to stumps and we'll just uh, we'll, we'll regroup mm. and uh, reassess from well, 12 there. 12 overs is a little tricky too because do you want to go out and do this or do you just, like you say, just agree. see it out? But uh, clearly they're maintaining their belief on the style that they want to play. What do they want to stand for? Would you and like to play for a coach who's, who frees the player 
to play this way in, oh, in, in the sport that you, if you see it, just shoot it. Like, I think it's that's the norm these days. Uh, Damian Lillard dropping seventy one. We saw the uh, the other game one hundred and one hundred seventy five to one hundred seventy six. Now, now mid, admittedly, it went to double overtime. It's only an extra ten minutes. It's not that's not an extra game. That's cr- them. Did you ever think you'd see scores like that in the NBA? Not not in a proper real game. Clippers v the Kings. One seventy five. Mm. The Clippers. One seventy six. The Kings. Mm. It's just stupid. The Kings for the first time in I think seventeen or eighteen years. They're gonna make the they're gonna make the playoffs. So what did Lillard do today? What was the breakdown of his performance? Damian Lillard, he just went he just went bunter. Well this is a rocks. Seventy I know, I had it earlier. Forty one points in the first half. He's come out and he's ended up with seventy one in a win, by the way, because sometimes it can be, well, you got seventy one but you lose. In a win over the Houston Rockets. Now Houston aren't travelling all that nicely at the moment. 131. So he's had more than half the points. And uh, he was not shy from the three-point line. 13 of 22. He's had 38 <laughs> fi- but 38 field goal attempts. He shot it at 50, not 58% and 59% from threes. So perfect 14-14 from the free throw line. So this is one of the um, – this will go down as one of the, the great – performances in Portland Trailblazer history. No doubt. 71 in. No, it's ridiculous, Keith. I'm listening to you and I'm watching the cricket. Four more for Zach Crawley. He's They're trying to get it by tonight. He's, tw- he's just punched another one through covers off the back foot. This will take some stopping as the ball races away to the boundary. There's mm. a sweeper out there. Uh, Crawley, 24 from 27. Duck at 15 from 18. England, none for 39. Uh, and they, they're, mm. they're into the eighth over. And they're chasing 258 at the close of the fourth day. Mm. This is not the way Test cricket has been played before. Mm. And uh, even the great West Indians, when they were dominating world cricket, they didn't play with, with a scoring rate like these blokes do. Now, I'm not comparing the two teams. Oh, trouble. Has he nicked one down the league side? No. It was hard. Just he got inside. They didn't play. I'm, I'm not saying this England team is better, clearly, than that great West Indian team of the late 70s and through to the mid-90s. But they're playing test cricket unlike it's ever been played before, particularly with batting in hand. And even with the ball in hand, when they were getting stuck around the ground all over the place by the New Zealanders, they were having fun. Yep. They've got Harry Brook bowling these dibbly-dobbly medium paces <laughs> that were just horrific to watch. He picked up Williamson down the league side, an unbelievably unlucky mm. dismissal. But they're playing cricket with a smile on their face at the moment, these Englishmen, and... Um, it's not. It I never thought I'd say this. It's kind of fun to watch. It is fun to watch, but it's not. I wouldn't put it in the reckless category. Like sometimes you see people teams doing this, and you go, "Well, this is just reckless." They're playing proper cricket shots. It is. Yes. It's. It's like you say. It's entertaining. It's seventeen past four. Rocks pox one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're hoping Brett Coletta, one of the great rocks from the weekend, was going to be joining us today, but that looks like. It might be tomorrow now. He's uh, he's he's tight and emotional, mm. Brett. And I, I, you know what? It, it gets back to a point that I raised oh. the other day. We've got Sorry, a there's a wicket. Crawley's gone. Mm. South, Southie's got one to jag back. Got and he might have chopped on. I just caught, caught it out a corner of my eye. So England won for 39. Uh, Crawley, who'd been going along nicely, out for 24 off 30. It's watching oh, the replay. length. It's, come back in. It's it, tucked right back. Oh, just... Lift it. You know what it's done? It's what? hit the top of off stump, it Keith. Just the perfect though. delivery. Just, just clipped it. So Crawley mm. on his way south, he gets the first wicket. And England have got one back in the shed. 18 minutes past four. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your rocks, your pox, good calls going to the mix to join us on the flight down at King Island on Sunday night.